Someone came to me to ask me about a subject. Was you? No? No? Yeah, right. So I, I actually had already thought it through. And also, you know, I'm very open to your subjects. But it's, you know. So there's going to be, there'll probably be two subjects that will carry us to the end of the year. Um, maybe not, but I'm open to hearing from you. Maybe you can write it down if you want, okay? We've been talking about Menucha Sanefesh. We spoke about the, the different ways a person can improve their Menucha Sanefesh. We gave exercises and... Um, Talk about how it's important for a person's uh, ability to learn, etc. So the next subject is a subject that is directly related to it. It's just a different facet of it, and that's how to deal with adversity. Now, if that's too hard a word for you, so adversity means. Opposition, adverse, means to be against. Yeah, adversity means that you have to fight about, you have to cope with things that are not. Um, you don't have to cope with a portion of vanilla ice cream. There's no coping necessary. We both agree, the ice cream wants to be eaten. That's what it's there for, and you're happy to comply. Well, that's not adversity. Adversity when things happen that you would prefer not to happen. How do you deal with that? <clears throat> That's the subject. Now, what does that have to do with Menuchas HaNefesh? Is after a person has Menuchas HaNefesh, first in his living room, and then um, on something that's more difficult, something that's less interesting, and then you move to uh, Grand Central Station, so we spoke about this. We spent a lot of time on this subject. Very important subject. There's another level, another tier, another floor. And that is, it's not just a noisy environment, which is distracting. Yeah? It's, a, it's an environment which is uh, impacting on you. Painfully. Now the truth is, there's another enemy of Menuchas and Nefesh, and that is, when too many interesting good things are going on. Instead, when I, I'm distracted because I like to look at this and I like to look at that. Right? There's a, uh, a, a modern-ish condition called ADD or ADHD. It means a person has a hard time focusing. That's not really what's going on over there. What's going on here is you want to focus on everything. A person with ADD yeah, noise. That noise is very interesting noise. Now, most of you have filtered out that noise as being unimportant. 
if you hear a train going by, or you live in Queens, and there's airplanes going overhead all the time, you don't hear the airplanes anymore because your mind has filtered out that, has decided that that sound is not important. Okay? A night watchman, he's supposed to make attach appointments to all noises. But someone with ADD has a hard time focusing in a shear, not because he's not interested, but because he's, int he's too interested in too many other things. Okay? And that had to do with Menuchas HaNefesh. In other words, we said, Pizra uh, HaNefesh, you want to look at everything. And I want you want to be able to focus on this. So that's also a problem if the, you know, uh, uh, you take, you're stupid enough to take a child into a candy store or a toy store and say, what would you like to buy? So have a nervous breakdown. Yeah? Have a nervous breakdown. He wants everything. <coughs> My son once stole the Afikaiman when he was a child. And he asked him what he wants for the Afikaiman. He says he wants the whole world. <laughs> Which is what a kid is. He said, can well, I can't even everything. He's interested in everything. He wants everything. So I said, okay. And since his father never lies to him, ever, so he immediately surrendered the Afikaiman. And you have to pay, so I bought him a globe. <laughs> That's not what he meant, but he learned a lesson. Yeah, I told him, I gave him the whole world. Today he's a very wonderful mechanic. But that's, you know. But we're talking about when the outside world, or sometimes your inner world, if it's pain or disease, Achman or Tsar, takes you away from your Menuchas HaNefesh. So it's directly related to that. But we're not talking now about Menuchas HaNefesh per se. We're talking about how do you cope? How do you deal with it? That's the, that's the subject. We're not going to finish it tonight, obviously. But we'll begin. I have a, a Makor few that we're going to learn. This is the Rabbi Tam. Sefer Ayoshi is he's pure genius. But first, we have to take a look at what the word means. Okay? And we have to define our terms. Because what we're doing here is thinking through a subject. I'm not giving you a schmooze on it. It's not a vat. It's how do you work it through? Okay? Now all you have is me. How did I work it through? And if we hear each other long enough, so then you get a derech on how would he have worked this through. Are there better people? For sure. But oh, you got me. What can I tell you? I don't have low self-image. I just knew my mashgeach. I was since once at a vad with Rav Shleim Volva. And he talked about the importance of learning Kuzari. So I said, we learned Chochmah and Musa. So I said, who did you learn by? So I told him, Rav Hirsch Feldman. So he said in Yiddish, He was still able to get him. It was a very great show. And I know that I am just an echo of him. I know it. But that's called door. Every door is different. The word door, la niz daiti, comes from the word lidar there, to roll downhill. Okay? Um, okay.
So this is how I think through a question. Eventually you figure out that this is what, this is what I think you should do. Is it better people? 100%. <coughs> the word Yisurim, Rab Shem Hirsch, said comes from the word Yisurim. Yisurim, the Shin and the Sin, are letters that are related to each other. Rab Hirsch made this famous, but the truth is Rashi says it. In Pasha's Kedoshim, so a ch and a g are also letters that are related. And the rochil, yeah, someone who goes beregel, peddles things. A rochil is a peddler, yeah, who sells things, you know. What does he do? He walks around. So it comes from regel, yeah. So he says, why? Because they're related letters. So Rashi says it. Just Rav Hirsch took it, and in his genius, he expanded on it. So the word Yisurim comes from the word Yisharim. It straightens you out. Now the real truth is there are two ways of being straightened out. One way is through good fortune. And we'll blean and maybe learn a Makar about that. Good fortune brings tshuva. What can I give back, HaKadosh Baruch Hu? This gives me all the time. So I want to give back. I'm grateful. That's a much higher level. Much higher level. Maybe one day we could talk about it. But the other way is the other way. Is adversity. Is Yisurim. Yisurim straightens you out. A person with Yisurim understands life a lot better than someone who doesn't. Doesn't have Yisurim. I once visited Avner Moshe ben Chaim Yitzchak. He was in the uh, Notre Dame hospice. You know what a hospice is? A hospice is a place where there's no medicine given. There are no tests made. There's no effort to, that a person should get better. They just give you, not you, they give the people there drugs to dull their pain until they die. That's what a hospice is. And this happened to be Notre Dame, which is a uh, big uh, uh, Catholic place opposite the old city walls. And I went to visit him. There's a big statue of Yashka at the top of the stairs. Uh, so, you have to keep your posture good. Yeah? My posture is not so good. And I told you once, Rav Miller Zechan Levocha came up to me in the halls in Chaim Berlin. He said to me, Leave it to the humble to walk that way. <laughs> okay, so I think of him. Better than the way. I'm trying. Yeah. So I came to see him. And he was laying in bed. His, his leg broke laying in bed. His leg broke. He wasn't going anywhere. How did the leg break? The cancer ate through the leg and it broke it in half. He was a very sick man. So I asked him, is there anything I could do for you? So he said, give me some health. Give me some health. That's all he wants. He doesn't want anything else. I was just in Denver, Colorado, a former Talmud Yeshiva, who's a quadriplegic. Very happy person. It's unbelievable. I told him, and I've told you, that I have fired him from being my student. He's no longer my Talmud. Yeah, I'm his. He's not my, you're not my Talmud. I call him my Virabi. He has a shrine on his face. 
It's unbelievable. So, at a meeting in the hospital, in Craig Hospital, so that everybody was there. The psychologists were there, the Dr. She, the chief, the surgeon was there, the nurses were there, the parents was there, and the rabbi was there. So Dr. She asked him, Josh, what do you, what's your goal? He says, my goal is to, is to walk again. That's all he wants, to be able to walk again. That's straight. People who have simcha to be able to walk, they're straight people. They know what life is all about. I asked Dr. Shi what the chances are of him walking again, so he gave me his laconic Chinese answer, they're doing research in Tel Aviv. Okay? So Yisurim straightens a person out. And the Torah Savram says, that Yisurim is mechape without tshuva. Whoa! Without tshuva! A kapara without tshuva. Now, it's much better if you do tshuva. It's a much higher quality kapara. Um, the level of kapara is greater. The madrega is bigger. Makabli yisurim ba'ava. But there's something that happens without tshuva also. Why? Because betzim, you're a different person now. Your din is different. It's like I always say, why do you have to daven for just have you talking? And why do you have to have, why do you have to do tshuva for? Everything is for the good, isn't it? Everything is for the good, so why do tshuva? <coughs> so the answer is, it's better to do to what's good for you after tshuva than what's good for you before tshuva. You always got what's good for you, but it's a different good for you. Why daven? I'll get what's good for me. He says, yes, you sh- you'll get, I want what's good for me after tshuva, and that what's good for me before tshuva. You understand? So, Yisurim changes a person, even without tshuva. You are now a different person. You have davened, you had bitachin, you did tshuva, you're now a different person. A different person has a different din. So, a Ba Yisurim has a different din. They see things differently. They understand life differently. And that's, Toiv leches al beis ovel, mi leches al beis It's better to go to a home of an ovel than to a chasana. Why? Because it's, a person understands life a lot better when it, it's easier, and as we're going to get to this point now, it's easier to see the Tachlis HaChayim in the Beis HaOvel than in the Beis HaMishter. Why? Because when you go to a Beis HaOvel, you find out that life is limited. We do not treasure things that we perceive as being unlimited. As much as I want, it never ends. Like, it used to be in the United States that people didn't have to pay for water. Now you do. So be a little more careful. In this country, a huge amount of electricity is consumed by the employees of the electric company because they don't pay electric for electricity. So they can leave. You know, they clip the lights on, it doesn't matter. I don't have to pay for it. So things that you think are limitless, you waste. And that's the cruelest joke of life, is to make you think that you're going to be here forever when you really won't be. 
Why? Because now I don't have to live life. I have to take, use it while I can. That's a great bracha. That's toiv ma'id. So you tell you lechas al beis ha'avel. You learn that lesson. You lechas al beis ha'mishta. You don't. Those who have ever learned mishta brachas, so they used to dance. Yeah. And in Perakay Noimdin says, "Vaylon de misna, vaylon de misna." Just to sing that at a wedding. Now these were not people who were trying to. Uh, Break the joy when they saw us. Kabatri tuva. So wait a minute, not too much. Ozi mole sechay pina, but not now. So we want to see life correctly. A balisumi sees life correctly, and therefore he gets a kapara. He's a different person now. There's a kapara because you have changed. Now, what we're going to be talking about, you know, and there's one more little point about that. We say HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Vilna Gaon asked one year at the Pesach, said, it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Matsilenu Mi Adam. Why don't we say HaBaruch Kodesh So if you ask me that question, I would say, you're still a troublemaker. I mean, you got to decide which way to say it. But the Gaon asked it. Look in the Siddha HaKra. So there are several answers given. Love Dafka, if you see it, the going gives the answer. Others give the answers. Two answers. One is historically, Kodesh came before Baruch. Adam got kicked out of Gan Eden. Cain was sent into Golas. <coughs> the world was treated to a flood. Right? Then you had the Dor uh, HaFloga, when people were dispersed. People were getting slapped around right and left. That's Kodesh. Kodesh. I will become Kodesh through the Petira of one of those who are close to me by the Mishkan. It was built in that that was going to happen. Why? The Mishkan was a great rite. It was a great kirva. It was a great show of love. Then Aniyah Kovit came back. It was an amazing thing. There needs to be a left also. If there's no left, then the right is no good. So there needs to be a left also. Say Alta says. Of course, not, not, and not undeservedly, someone had to deserve it. But that would have been part of the program. Yeah? We're very close, but not. There's still a line. I told parents, "You're Charles, be- you're Charles' be- friend, but you're not his equal." It's not a steer. We're friends, but we're not equals. We're very good friends, but we're not equals. Yeah. There's a great mechanic who lives in Chicago. I'm still upset. I was supposed to go to his house in 1961 for Pesach, and instead he moved to Chicago. I'm still upset about it. This is a long time ago. A great mechanic. His name is Ruven Levinson. Yeah, nobody here is from Chicago. In Chicago knows who Ruven Levinson is. So I went up to him once and I said, Ruven. He says, I'm not Ruven to you. I was 13. 14. I was 13, I think, at the time. You understand? 
I'm not proving to you. Huh? And it's necessary. I write in my first book that if you live in a place where children call their parents by their first name, move. Move. Because once a child thinks he's your equal, so that he, besides being your equal, he knows how to fix the GPS better than you do. So that he's not even your equal anymore. You're like, you're the, the stupid immigrant or the stupid generation who doesn't know anything. Understand? So your friends but not equal. It's very important. You stick that in your hard drive. Yeah? So, one reason is Kodesh came before Baruch. Baruch Bracha. Kodesh comes before Baruch in history. Avraham Avinu came along and he said, Vehaye Bracha. The Nuktukuf in history. And that's why the Akeda was such a big design, Nebuchadnezzar says. Because he was undoing his whole Shita Sachayim. He had preached that the God is good, and now he goes to his throat. Ah, oh, it's Kodesh, not Baruch. The other reason, and I want to negate to us, is that it's easier to learn the Yibani Shalom from Kodesh than from Baruch. Good fortune to learn HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which I said in the beginning tonight, what we maybe we'll talk about eventually, yeah? It, you know, uh, good fortune is also adversity. <coughs> it can get you to forget everything. It can make you arrogant. It's adversity. A very good head, an ingenious mind is adversity because you become lazy. I know very few geniuses who, at, at a young age, who were not, who were not lazy. Unless they had a father who stood over their head and sat on them and said, you have to do better. So they weren't lazy, but in the end, no good. It doesn't work. I'm telling you it doesn't work. Yeah? You don't force things. I was in a city where the boy, six-year-old, seven-year-old, he, he had a toy that was muksa. And he was told he can't play with it. So the whole Friday night, he was misgaber. Misgaber kari. Shabbos, he was caught playing with the toy. So the father took the toy away, said, you'll never see this again, and put him out into the cold for a half hour. So this boy is either going off the derech now, in his head, for sure he'll be Michal Shabbos for his, but sinner just to get back at his father. His father's a very wonderful person. He, Shabbos is very important to him, except he's stupid. Yeah. He's stupid. Yeah. This boy is just not, you know, like, you know, whoa, yeah? That's Shabbos. What did he do? He just, he was a kid's a kid. Yeah? Not our subject. Yeah? But, um, good fortune is a very big madrega to, to machni yourself with good fortune. Good head? It's adversity. It's hard. You're not wired to do hard work. Unless your father sits on you. But eventually you, you throw it away. <coughs> don't sit on your children. Please. Just don't. It's stupid. Okay? And uh, it's easier to know it from Kaddish, from, from punishment. So Kaddish comes first. And that's our subject. How to deal with this in order that we should grow to straight people. And straight people got, navigate life a lot better. And of course, it also brings us to Menuchas and Nefesh. That's the subject. And we just had our introduction now. I thank you, Rabbi for letting me come back here. Wow. Okay? Yeah.